0: It is time to tune up the band and get punch drunk because it's time for another Sweet Chin Wag podcast. I am Sam and I am joined as ever by Reardon and Dan. Hello there, gentlemen. Hello. 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 How are you doing? How are we all doing? So a oh, bi-
1: bit of a crunch week, hey. but I'm still alive.
2: Barely. <laughs> I will simply live respectfully
0: damn that is a mood that is a mood and a half <laughs> <laughs> uh, as ever i'll move quickly on uh, as ever we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at soundcloud spotify google podcasts and soon and forever pending other platforms All i nice. like that one i think i'll keep that one <laughs> <laughs> So, before we get on with this episode, which is our second volume on great wrestlers you never knew, it is time to hand over to Dan for this week's wrestling news.
1: Dun 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 dun!
0: Wrestling news. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Is That voice
1: creaking there. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. Oh goodness. Uh
2: yeah, so we're starting off with Raw in the week review. Uh we had Bray Wyatt versus the Miz. Uh
0: to be fair, a, not a really notable match. It definitely felt like a repeat of that uh match from last year that they had. Was it a TLC? Uh I think so. It it was kind of a
2: oh it was a weird one. It didn't really serve a whole lot of purpose. Um Except Alexa, for a great
1: Alexa spot, Alexa Bliss went yep. crazy. Except for a which great is, spot for Alexa a, Bliss, which is a purpose in it of itself. Exactly. Let's be clear.
2: That is all. That is
0: also true. Good thing that it was John Morrison there of all people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gl- I'm hoping that there was a crash mat after that apron because it looked like if there wasn't, then Alexa was going to take what a hell of a bump. Well, I was going to say because it, it it
2: gave me flashbacks to the uh, Cesaro Montez Ford.
1: Yes,
0: on SmackDown from like last week, when Montez Ford kind of got lifted and sent to the heavens or crashing down to the moon. (laughs) Dolph Ziggler was looking backstage and going, "That son of a bitch!" (laughs) (laughs) Like it was the height he got on that Cesaro got on that was ridiculous.
2: (laughs) Um, but I mean, like it 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 worked. Bray got the win, went uh, started going towards the back with Alexa, and then the fiend appeared, or the fiend's face appeared on the, on the screen, uh, and then that was kind of the the end of the segment. Again, I'm eternally interested by what these two are doing. Yes,
1: this is going to end in some weird ass like where they're going to get someone else dressing as the fiend, and Bray Wyatt fights the fiend. Are you needing to tell me that it's
0: going to be like Coco B where is the blue blazer kind of thing?
1: That is not what
0: are I'm you saying. Gonna have, are we going to have a repeat of Undertaker versus fake Undertaker? <laughs> oh, if only Leslie Nielsen was still alive. God bless him to play Frank Dribbin hunting the fiend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
1: Oh my god!
0: The thing is though, right?
2: You know that Leslie Nielsen would fit in with Firefly Funhouse.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, he'd absolutely, he'd be so boss at that. <laughs> oh man that's a oh man why do you have to be dead See, damn now
2: going going from things that are actually funny to things that definitely aren't funny anymore lana went for a table this is week nine people or maybe week 10 holy I've, I've lost count kid. wow i think it may actually be
0: week 10 because we did not actually do a, a a true news segment last week but. is this vince's way of keeping count of how it, how, how many weeks miro's been at a uw or something i just because it's getting silly now <laughs> and like there
2: was the whole thing of like nia Jax being like oh we won't do it Lost well, psych and you're going through the table but even then literally nothing could redeem this segment
1: <laughs> yeah no because no, it was
2: again. it was so contrived and it came after such a Needlessly confusing match. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, obviously the follow-up to this was that during, either during the match or during the segment, Mandy Rose got injured, which sucks. because oh, no. uh, she uh botched going through the ropes and fell on her arm or something and damaged her arm. Yeah, oof. it looks it looked so then. Oof. Yeah, it did. It didn't look fun. Uh, so then. The rest of the match went on. Lana ended up tagging herself in at the end for no discernible reason. Loses to Asuka. We go on. Uh, obviously, because Mandy Rose is injured, then we had Dana Brooke getting attacked by Reckoning <laughs> okay. to then write them out of the Survivor Series team, uh, which is a, a thing.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. um, yeah like in all honesty i feel like maybe i'm wrong in this but i feel like the build up to the to the women's survivor series match has not been great it could be better i'm gonna say the build up to survivor series in general has been pretty bad
1: yeah yeah considering
0: it's a big four and considering the tagline best of the best as well like like uh...
2: it's been pretty weak like, and like mm. looking at the
0: Raw Women's uh, Survivor Series team, not great. I feel like mm. honestly, maybe I'm wrong here. But I think the only thing that's had proper build up is Taker's farewell. Pretty much, yeah. Because
2: I mean, like we, you know, going further. <clears throat> I mean, fantastic build for why I team will be eventually hurt.
0: Business versus the New Day seems like a natural kind of pairing I'm I'm looking forward to that, I mean if it is if it comes to what it is, I am looking forward to seeing what that'll be like because we all know how great the New Day are we did a whole episode on the New Day Yeah, <laughs> and the yep, Hurt yep. Business generally straight up are probably one of the most entertaining things on Raw yeah no, they, they pretty much are and I feel they could do something
2: really good together yeah, here's the hope anyway, touch wood <laughs> uh We found out that uh, Seamus just gave Drew McIntyre a sword. Fun fact: was originally owned by Vince. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Wait, back up. Why? Because he's Scottish. Yes. No, no. I mean, like, I know he's Scottish, but like, why did Vince own the sword? That's what I'm. Oh,
0: sorry. So if I'm right in saying this, Dad, this was a gift from Triple H and Stephanie. Because what do you give the man who has everything? You give him a big old sword.
2: As I understand it, they bought it when they were on a visit to Scotland from an authentic Scottish arms maker. um, In tribute to apparently Vince McMahon's Scottish heritage. (laughs)
0: He's from he's from Manly, North Carolina, may I add. Which again is probably the most Vince McMahon thing about him that he was born and raised in Manly, North Carolina.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, that's for one thing. Two, uh, okay, cool, cool, fair enough. <laughs> but it I didn't... guess.
0: But what we'll say is, it did make for a great entrance for true. <laughs>
2: It oh, made it an did. amazing entrance. I can't deny that. It was it was fantastic. That's... Like it it, it, it genuinely pretty much almost made me forgive the rest of the stuff that happened during that match in the segments beforehand. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> because
2: Drew is now back as your champion before Survivor Series. Because I assume they realized, oh shit, we're going heel versus heel at
0: Survivor Series, which isn't going <laughs> to really work for. WWE's model. Yeah, I mean, this raises so many questions that I that I had in my mind because because the rumor going ahead with Orton being champion was it was going to be Orton versus Edge for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Um, but now that Drew is champion again, this kind of gives a bit a lot of credence to the whole thing of Vince scrapping an entire script one hour before the show starts. (laughs) <laughs> well because I
2: mean, I mean like obviously I know they want to do face versus heel at Survivor Series and it mm. makes sense right yeah but also though I kind of get the feeling that heel Roman Reigns versus heel Orton makes a lot of sense yeah I thought it I like like I, I mean th- to be fair I'm just picturing it as Randy Orton just going as to try and cause Roman Reigns as much pain as possible <laughs>
1: yeah. as he is wont to do
2: but clearly they have something in mind i say that it's probably not true at all but i want to believe there's some kind of rationale
0: behind it <laughs> here's the hope i mean I know. you know I, I, f- I will still during these news segments will say it from now until wrestlemania i sure as hell hope they're building to big e versus roman at wrestlemania for the wwe championship oh trust me once Jeez. we get to smack once we get to smackdown <laughs> yeah <laughs> um
2: had had a really good some pretty funny segments between aj and team raw yeah uh <laughs> it was a nice bit of comedic relief i mean aj was doing fantastic I still don't like Braun Strowman as much as they can try and get me to care.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who Desert Storm Braun Strowman, you mean? Pretty, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) See, Braun before, not bad. Actually, quite a good character. This Desert Storm Braun Strowman, I'm still kind of on the fence with. What did the Fiend do to him? (laughs) He showed him... No, I was going to say something. I really shouldn't make that joke.
2: Turned Turned him into a military cosplayer. Yes.
0: I swear to God, Um, if he comes out with a fifty cal rifle at WrestleMania... (laughs) (laughs) He just comes out in a fucking ghillie suit.
2: (laughs) Moving on! Um, But also, uh, a a nice little moment between uh, AJ and formerly Big Ninja, now officially Big Jordan... Uh, I mean, his actual name is Jordan O'Mcbehan. Uh Fun fact: He's seven foot three.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: Um, but nice, ni- nice moment between them. I'm happy that uh, AJ's just having fun with it. Yeah. It's about the it's about the the best you can get out out of that team because I'll be honest, it just seems like Sheamus and Braun Strowman's proactive is just be as annoying as possible. It's Matt sounds- Riddle's just. Matt Riddle's just there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, as much as he shouldn't be there in the first place, but yeah, that's a separate yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, Ke- and Keith and Keith Lee just looks like he's trying to have as much fun, but he knows he can't.
1: <laughs> uh poor Keith Lee, trapped in a world he never made. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and then so that, depressing. That,
2: that led into the weird match with. Uh, Retribution. The only good redeeming bit of this match was the fact that there was AJ and commentary. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> that was literally the only fun bit about this match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn! Just damn. It just it was. It was a mess. I was... There, there just wasn't, there wasn't anything good to take out of it. Yeah.
0: As is always the case with RAW, the the this entire twenty twenty. Oh, ever since March, at least. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> moving
2: on to something that was at least slightly more entertaining, NXT. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, I have to say I'm quite, in in a weird way, I'm quite enjoying Leon Ruff getting stupid wins over Johnny Gargano.
0: Yeah. Same.
2: Same. I don't know whether or not it was the thing of damien Priest just straight up punching him in the face but <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I I yeah I I'm, I'm yeah i am enjoying this possibly I got I much. got
2: quite a bit I got quite a bit of enjoyment out of it even though I know that kind of overall it kind of devalues the North American title
0: but true true but I guess like uh, I I guess they can I, I I'm hoping they can make they can afford to do it yeah uh, and I think, given how good of a talent Leon Ruff is, if you've seen his work and yeah. evolve, I think he can pull it off with some uh, with some, some with some sincerity. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I think I think he can come out of it for the better. Yeah. Um. um uh. What was it? Uh. Next was uh Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. Again,
0: it... fantastic as ever. <laughs> Oh, goodness. We, the old tried and tested method of the blindfold match. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, when I saw this, I mean, you know what I immediately thought of? Lockdown 2008, James Storm versus Chris Harris in a cage, yeah. in a blindfolded <laughs> cage match, when the blindfold fell off of James Storm's head. <sighs> <laughs> but this one, I think, was just, 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 well, just a little less sillier, but still silly nonetheless. <laughs> I think the thing is, is that for what they for what they were doing, it kind
2: of fit. Yeah. <laughs> so I can I can kind of let it slide. Even though I'm not normally a match of the bl- a fan of the blindfold match.
0: <laughs> and it's not even a blindfold; it's a black bag over the head match. Yes. <laughs> Sack on the head match. It just doesn't roll off the tongue as well. So I can understand <laughs> yeah, why they Trump cates it to blindfold. By-
2: I'm sure that uh, Loomis and Grimes will be doing another fantastic program in this kind of series that they're doing. Yeah, and again, it just kind of remains to be seen what they'll be doing. I'm, I'm again, like I said, I'm sold on Loomis as, as a talent. Yes. Um, I think the great thing he has for NXT is that he doesn't necessarily have to hold a title. Exactly. Exactly. So that at least. Freeze up a bit of space for them to work with. I could definitely see Cameron Grimes having the NA title sometime soon. Indeed, yeah,
1: that I think I, I think they can see.
2: they can easily get away with that. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say from the first the women's tag matches, I am pretty sold on Caden Carter.
0: Yes, yes. Um, KC and KC as their as their build as yes. um f- phenomenally talented tag team. Um, yeah no really good i'm hoping that they have bigger and better things for them in the horizon because right now uh, to a certain degree with certain tag teams well with candice Lorray and indy hartwell i can i can see why they got the w in this one they need to build them up yeah uh for for war games uh oh god that hurt my throat um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i really hope that they do get a push I get, I get something out of them real soon. I could see them as women's tag team champions in the yeah, not-too-distant no, d- future. I, I mean, I definitely would, because they're actually a tag team. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um,
2: not that that actually means much in the running to the women's tag team titles, but um, yeah, no, I, w- I was really impressed. I'm still not completely sold in Indie Hartwell, but I think maybe with time that might change. Hopefully. Hopefully, but um, yeah, you know, again... Wasn't bad, but wasn't anything amazing. Mm. But still, I feel like there's promise there. Yes. Uh, next match was uh, Kushida versus Arturo Ruas. We're not gonna get into the hell that is Ruas supposedly being on Raw for the draft. I because I... yeah, I have no idea. I assume I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna say for this case NXT is like v- exempt and he just appear there. It's it's, it's, it's it's I was
0: like that. I was like, "Hang on, I, you're not supposed to be here." <laughs> what you're supposed um, to unless be in Raw he got, Unless he
2: got drafted, unless he got drafted to Raw and then moved down without them saying anything, but they should still be making it clear in either case. Um yeah. but basically this just felt like WWE trying to capitalize on the explosion in pure wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's basically just two really, really solid grapplers going at it. Yeah. I, I have to say, the pin that Kushida did, love that. Yes. If he wants to use that in more matches, please do, because that looks sick.
0: <laughs> that was a great, great finish, that was. Um Um Real Talk. But... I want to see these guys have a couple more matches together because they yeah, work really no, they work tremendously well together, actually. <laughs> As I said, it's just it's just really, really solid
2: technical grappling. Hmm. And I think that I think that obviously has its place yes. in NXT. Mm. God knows that main roster isn't going to afford any of that. Yeah.
1: Just NXT just slowly but surely turning into just a judo tournament.
0: <laughs> it, it it's it, oh no it's NXT Underground.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look if they want to give us if they want to give us more like fight pit matches by all means, go ahead and do it. Yeah. Because I'll take I'll take Kushida versus Timothy Factor right now.
1: Yeah. I can't <laughs> argue with your logic at yep. all.
2: Yep. I thought that... <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'll, I'll happily take that. Um, the next one of the women's tag team matches, I'm now sold on Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, Probably one of the strongest performances I've seen in a women's tag match.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh- and we'll get into it in the main event, but I can definitely <laughs> tell that they are passing the big hoss woman wrestler torch on to Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, um, which is great to see because she put on an amazing performance against Rhea Ripley, and again, and another amazing performance in this tag match. So yeah, yeah, I I'm all for seeing it. I'm all for seeing that for sure. Yeah, the only thing out of this is I'm really
2: just kind of interested to see where T- Kai is going to be going. Yeah. Same, because I definitely feel like she should be up at that, up at that top spot. Mm. But it looks like they—I mean, obviously Candice LeRae has had her matches. I—I I assume there'll probably be
0: Shotzi next. But I hope yeah. that that hasn't moved Dakota Kai out of the shuffle. This is the thing, and I think this is where we keep bringing it up, of NXT having the probably the most stacked women's roster <laughs> yeah. in all of wrestling. This is the problem you have, is that you've got all these really incredibly talented women that are all main eventers, and it's like, oh shit, who do we put, who do we put yeah, the title like, on?
2: What do you what do you do what in do this you... case? Exactly. Exactly. Just quickly, before we get on to the, the main event, I'm... Still, kind of a little bit worried, but interested to see where this storyline with Boa and Zia Lee goes. Yes, it definitely seems very interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm holding out for a little bit more details. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Yeah, I'm assuming it's
0: prerequisite to a ZLE hill run. In some kind of faction capacity, logic is telling me that's the way it's going to go. But you know, as is with WWE, you never know. Who knows? Yeah. Um. But I mean, let's let's get let's
2: get on to the Maria versus EO match. <gasps> oh, absolute
0: war! Yeah, these two. Oh, just ah, no, yeah, that yeah. Two. Um, as you know, I'm not going to quote the man. Of what he said last week. Because we got pretty angry. Because I think we all can say we got pretty upset by it. But all oh, I'm saying yeah. is this. How could he justify saying that? That they all have the same moveset set. And all look the same. Like when you look at this match and think. Io Shirai is like, like pound for pound. Is probably one of the best women re- women wrestlers going today. Absolutely. <laughs> and she put on a hell of a performance against Rhea Ripley. And stood toe to toe with Rhea Ripley. Yeah like. There's so much
2: out about this match that you can take from it, but the thing you should be taking from this is that those two put on one of the most solid women's matches this year. Yeah. like, And they are two amazingly, like, confident workers yeah. that were able to do so much in that, in that span and have an absolute war of a
0: match. Yeah. Oh, just that's that's what I wanna see in NXT. If it's if that's kind of the match I always wanna see NXT pull off because I know they've done it and they were doing that in the past and, and yeah, of course I it, know. It
2: kind of reminded me of of the uh the series between uh
0: Samoa Joe and Finn Balor. Yeah, it remind this match reminded me a lot of that grudge match as well of of Sami Zayn versus Neville, uh for the yeah. NXT title as well. But, but those great main events that stick with you and that i'm so glad that it 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 paid off and then some uh yeah absolutely just phenomenal spots as well like from the pair of them that they work so well together (laughs) oh
2: absolutely
0: they again they just that chemistry i think i think the best part or not the one of the or not one of the best parts but i think a true testament to Rhea Ripley's character. There was uh, unfortunately a spot where uh, her earrings, were um, yeah. ripped out. And rather than you know you know having to st- like p- stop the match midway, she, she she carries on. Much to how much That's that probably hurt like an M MNF- No, none of,
1: none of that. None <laughs> of that,
0: please. She carried on, which you know yeah. I'll give her credit. Damn! That
1: oh, I give her, I, I give her all the credit in the world because mm. I know I couldn't do it. Mm. Everything I, can, I can attest
0: to how much it hurts
2: to have your earring just slightly pulled on something, or like slightly yeah. snagged on something. Let alone having it fucking
0: pulled out of your ear. <laughs> 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 but um, no. Uh, I think the end to this one as well as like it, it, it just again, it just kind of makes me realise. Damn, Eoshray has one of the best moon salts in the business today. As, as I said, it's it's ridiculous, really, just because of how flat she hits it. Yeah,
2: it just looks like she lands knees first into your chest every time and caves it in. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. like I was like Andrew Everett has one of the most unique ones for sure Up yeah. there with Rai as well. <laughs> but damn, I mean, I don't know, and I, I I quote Tom Campbell from Cultaholic on this as well, but. I got the feeling with this match, because of the result of the match, Io Sh- uh, Shirai retained, and the way they kind of embraced and, at the end of the match, um, it looked like this might be Rhea's swan song from NXT. Yeah, it definitely looks like it. It's Yeah, it made me go, oh, oh, this looks like a farewell, you know, walk into, into the sunset kind of scenario for rhea ripley um if that's the case god you know touch wood man i hope i really do hope that she makes it in the main roster
2: Mm.
0: (laughs) i hope she does and i hope that if she
2: does move a nothing gets changed yeah yeah and b i'll be honest i think if she's going to get any longevity she has to go to smackdown yes
0: Yes, without because question. I
2: think I think the field on Raw that there's just not a lot there for her. Yeah. Obviously she could have great matches with Asuka, she could have a great series of matches with say um you know Shayna Baszler. Yeah. But I'm I mean I'm looking at Smackdown and I'm seeing I'd love to see a series between her and Bianca Belair. Uh, Bailey, Sasha Banks
0: I feel like there's a lot more there for her on SmackDown at first Indeed No, agreed on that one um, But that wasn't the end of NXT was it Dan? No, <laughs> as you as you had announced
2: <laughs> War Games
1: War Games
0: <laughs> Dang i stopped stop uh, doing that
2: <laughs> Ue versus uh, Pam McAfee and Pete Dunn and uh the Birch. Trawlers. Yeah.
0: The Britann Brawlers <clears throat> as they're unofficially called.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean I always love war games. Uh, it's, it's always look, fun. It's great to see Finn back as well. Yep, Finn back mm. as well. Uh again it was just lovely seeing uh lovely seeing the UE again. Like, I see Bobby Fish and his glorious mustache.
1: Yeah, it's
0: been a while since they've all been in the ring together. Yeah, no, it has been. <laughs> a long while. So it was, it was tremendous to, A, not, see, uh, n- not only to see them all in the ring, but to see them rocking brand new merchandise, which you can buy at <laughs> wweeuroshop.com. <laughs> we're not affiliated with DD yet. <laughs> uh, no, we're definitely not affiliated in any way, shape, or form yeah, with def- WWE or yeah, Euroshop we would have told yeah. everyone really <laughs> if that were the case.
1: We've been making so much more money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to quickly go over to NXT UK. We now have the final of the Heritage Cup. A-Kid versus Trent 7.
0: Um g- g- yeah, I I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Both of them tremendous performers and they've done they've done really good uh in this Heritage Cup. I yeah. you know, I'm willing to uh actually i don't mind either one of them being champion uh i love seeing trent wrestle every so often because i think he's just got that great that great um mix of technical um british style with mixed with comedy because some of his um yeah. sales are, are tremendous uh and a kid has really won me over in this tournament yeah um, i was gonna say I've, I've become a really big fan of a kid in this time yeah um yeah i so either way i do not mind either man winning (laughs) i'm just looking forward to i mean i'd definitely be pulling more for a kid but that's just me yeah
2: looking forward to that for sure uh, and then just quickly for next week's NXT, uh, we now have it known that Kevin Owens is joining on commentary uh, hey. as Wade Barrett is not able to be there. I am looking forward to this.
0: Oh, if anyone's listened to Kevin's commentary during his PWG days, oh my god, I am so hyped for this because he is funny as hell on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I'm just looking forward to just ha- hearing all the inside <clears throat> jokes the smart mark terms, and just him constantly ribbing Vic Joseph. So... (laughs) (laughs) yeah. But Uh. going on next
2: to SmackDown, and my first thing has to be, Sami Zayn has been
0: fantastic. Oh my goodness. Not, I mean, right, not only Sami Zayn just has been terrific in the ring and on his run as Intercontinental Champion, but... Man, has he been savage on Twitter. (laughs) He has been dropping (laughs) nuclear heat. And I tell you this, much: I'm like... Damn. God damn, Sammy. There's a reason I have loved you your entire career, and that's the reason why. (laughs) He has just been so good at
2: getting as much as he can out of this short build time with... um... Bobby Lashley, yeah.
0: If there's one match I'm looking forward to in Survivor Series, it's that match. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. I'm I'm really excited for it. And I think a lot of that you have to attribute a lot of that that build to Sammy because I I, I oh, wonder yeah. if he's just been like, oh, for God's sake, right? So I, we we don't get much build. Basically, there's no like story going into this. Ah, uh, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna go into business for myself and build a yeah. And make just build. like
2: do. <laughs> It's just that it's just that Thanos thing. Fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> yeah. And he's just been like, he's just been going at it and dropping some absolute heat <laughs> on uh, on Twitter. I'm to be honest, I'm
0: amazed he's been allowed to say some of it. But you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like his whole he, his his character's motive of being uh, I am the champion of all of the continents, whereas Bobby, he must be inferior because he's the champion of one country. It's it's a good observation though. It is, it is a very good observation. The only uh, other bit that I the re- only other bit I
2: like was from the backstage interview where then he just started saying he just started speaking other languages.
0: Yep. And uh, a I'm just because it. it's it's such a flex. Exactly, exactly. And let's be honest, um I think you two can both agree that we we know where our uh, loyalties lie with title belts because we have done an episode on one of those belts. Indeed,
2: <laughs> the continental title always wins.
1: <laughs> always,
2: because <laughs> WWE wants to forget that the lineage of the United States title goes back to WCW. Yes,
0: yes, this erasure, <laughs> and its greatest design was already in WCW. But moving on, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we had the uh, we had the tag match that followed that.
2: Um, I'll be honest, it was it was a bit of a nothing match. Mm. Which is um, a shame. The only, I mean, to be fair, the only, the only thing that I really got out of it was the absolute black excellence on the show there. Yes. New Day and Street Profits, man. Yes. Killing
1: it. Let's just go.
2: Like, yeah. it has honestly been so good to just see them doing what they're doing. Mm. And just seeing the Street Profits really take the... The center stage.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm, um, uh, I'm. I'm really happy to see it because I was one of those people that was not feeling very confident about their move to the main roster. But well, I wasn't feeling confident <laughs> enough. They had that series with the Viking Raiders. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So no, to see them come bounce, seemingly bounce back from that is it, It's a glorious thing to see. No, yeah, uh, no absolutely. pun, Bobby Roode. Uh. <laughs> uh
2: Random will enjoy my next note, which just says, Michael Cole sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whatever do you mean, Dan? <laughs> oh,
0: man, Vince. Vince that, in that, Michael's that interview
2: ear. segment with, um,
0: with Sasha Banks was just, it was pain. <laughs> i tell you, Mike, like, I'll say this. Vince in Michael's ear sucks. Vin- mm. Michael Cole, during the United Kingdom tournament, he was damn good.
2: No, well, that's so, the thing that makes it worse, because exactly. we know that Michael Cole is, like, not eternally annoying.
1: <laughs> yeah. But- he has, I don't know, I think maybe with Michael Cole that is worse. I think it's like, I honestly would pref- I don't know if I would prefer to just straight up hear Vince say what he wants people to say. Mm. or not. Some commentary. <laughs> yeah, just put them mother... oh, just no, Put no. them on. No, no, no. Although no, we don't on need... the other hand, <laughs> we... I don't on the other hand, I believe um Twitter would be having a shit fit after five minutes. Oh no,
0: because so I, cool. be oh, I don't want to be hearing What of maneuver ever, ever again. I don't I don't want to hear Unbelievable and lot oh, of maneuver over and over again. No, please. We had enough of <laughs> that during a, the new that... generation. We don't need it again. <laughs>
2: The problem with Michael Cole when he has someone in his ear telling him what to do is he basically becomes like a doll with a string on the back and you pull it and he says a phrase. Nine ninety nine dollars 99 a month. Just, and it's just that like every so often just happens and I'm like, it's boss time. Vintage. <laughs> it's nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> yeah, 9 a month. You can find it on wwe.com
1: I, I, I will say one thing. One good thing about Everything is that I don't have to hear the big dog ever again the if I don't dog. have to dog.
2: <laughs> it was just it was like it was just
0: going through and I was like, uh why? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe in the future we'll do a profile of Michael Cole.
1: That would be very interesting, actually. Any
0: excuse to talk about Heidenreich for me? Oh dear
2: God, no! Please move on. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then found out that Bailey was just added to the Women's SmackDown Survivor Series team by uh, Adam Pearce, who I have to say is doing a fantastic job as as a pseudo authority figure. Yeah,
0: former NWA champion
2: Adam Pearce, by the
0: way.
2: Um. Uh, Tamina is now just. I'm. I mean, to be fair, it was official before anyway. But just certified jobber. Mm. Like I just see Tamina's name on a match, and I'm like, she's losing. (laughs) Yeah, and it. She's been at that spot her entire career, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much, except for when she initially debuted, which was like, and then all of like, I don't know, a couple months.
0: Yeah. I I. (sighs) quickly move on before I get more upset Dan (laughs) Uh, we had the contract signing
2: between Roman and Drew which wasn't an awful segment and it didn't end up with a fist fight yeah it was surprisingly civil
1: weird as hell I
2: guess
1: guess being the tribal chief means that you have to act with some air of dignity (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean, there were was, there was some good bits, and there were lots of cool, small details, mm. like, hidden about that. But also, I was kind of just like, it just kind of felt like Roman was
0: staring at Drew and going, Tribal Chief, Tribal Chief, Tribal Chief, Tribal Chief, Tribal Chief, Tribal Chief. I guess at the end of this, we'll all find out who has the better beard, Drew or Roman.
1: <laughs> Ooh. So, who Whose I mean, hair does look better or wetter?
2: <laughs> I'm gonna say right, I'm gonna say right now, Drew, for me. Really? Yeah.
1: I. You know, when it comes to wet hair, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go for Roman.
2: I think the thing yeah. is though, as well though, for me is that I feel like Drew McIntyre just looks like he would he would front a hardcore band, so that's probably just tipping it for me.
1: I, you You're don't, damn don't right. see true, but you don't see Roman doing that. I see him doing no. that. <laughs> no, I do. Told I disagree. It. Celtic hard- hardcore from the Highlands, basically. Yeah, Celtic hardcore obviously obviously. <laughs> but I could definitely see you see Roman Doing some script. No, I disagree highly. I, I can see both of them doing it. I really do. Tribe, tri- tribal
0: D beat from, uh, from Samoa. <laughs> tribal,
1: tribal beat! <laughs> no, but then, that that just, no, because that just means that he'd be in um, London in the drum and bass scene, and that would be interesting to see.
2: Roman Reigns Roman does jungle.
1: I... I would be fucking intrigued as hell. Right now, oh, all oh, Roman
2: Reigns does garage. That's your picks.
1: Roman Reigns. I see him. I I see him. Oh, he, Reigns
2: he... and Craig David.
1: Yeah, no, that's what I was about to say. I think <laughs> I see. I see that. I see that collaboration working very well. like
0: <laughs> thank goodness he's not going to go for his real name. His DJ name, because then he would be Jazzy Joe and Craig David. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Yo! (laughs) Yo! (laughs) Gets thrown out by Uncle Phil. Anyway. uh...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Going on to the next bit of Smackdown, and I have to reiterate this, why does the fucking Mysterio stuff have to keep going on by proxy? Why couldn't it have just been Murphy winning on his own right? (laughs) I
0: know, I know i
2: know it's I i i i i don't know literally all of this was unnecessary they could have just had murphy face seth rollins on his own
0: steam week five hundred. No. week 525 of me dad and reed going i don't know to this storyline <laughs> <laughs>
2: it should have just ended when the, the mysterious got their payoff but no we had to sit here and keep having them around and then eventually, and now because all it does is it just makes Murphy I mean, okay, I was going to say something else but I probably shouldn't say it <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing, we ain't seen the last of this because if rumour is led to be believed, oh man we're going to be seeing a wrestling wedding
1: <sighs> and here we go oh
0: uh... How Save long... me. All, all I'm saying is what how long have Alia and B- B- Murphy been kind of seeing each other? What like Save me. A few weeks. <laughs> Save me, please. I'm hoping this is just a rumour. I really am hoping this is just a rumour.
1: We but know a, a all it does, lot is, of all is all of does is, it makes
2: Murphy look like I don't even know if it put it doesn't really put him over though, because like it makes him seem like he needed every... like Mysterio and Aaliyah for him to actually go and have the match with Seth. So it's not like it's, he's got any personal investment, which he should, because he was being abused by Seth. <laughs> yep. Aye. Uh... So... I don't know. Also, um, it seems like Murphy is using some kind of variation of the V-Trigger. I called it the V-Tech trigger, if anyone here knows what V-Tech <laughs> is. <laughs>
0: Oh my god that is the that is the most obscure british reference we've ever had on this okay, podcast so, and I love so it
2: for, so for our american listeners and those who don't know what I'm saying VTech is a range of like educational kids tech stuff they make like tablets and learning stuff for kids <laughs> yeah basically
0: it was like your baby's first computer yeah pretty much <laughs> Oh, no, that is a good... That is a good name for his um, finisher, feet tech trigger.
2: (laughs) But, yeah, it was just him doing the same move. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like Kenny Omega was, like, the first person to ever do a series of knees leading up to his finisher, but, like, he's kind of trademarked it by this point. Yeah. So when Murphy comes along and does pretty much the same movement (laughs) as Kenny does and then hits his finisher, it kind of gets everyone going excuse me <laughs> <laughs> so I mean you know jury's not quite out yet but I mean I'm happy for Murphy to be getting a more prominent place yeah exactly um, I think he'll, I think you'll be a good fill in for while um, Seth is away because uh, obviously we had the
0: pregnancy update from Becky Lynch looking fly as heck with a baby bump My I add yeah yeah <laughs> um
2: so kind of remains to be seen what what's going to be next for murphy after this fucking god-awful mysterious storyline finally ends
1: it will never
2: end it will be dominated. i mean that is true i won't That's... i wouldn't be surprised if like eventually in the future we have like part 19 of the series uh... of 25 it is
1: offic- <laughs> we are officially to put it in comic book terms entering clone saga territory oh here.
0: god no <laughs> Do no.
1: you know it? I know it. Yeah, I'm just the one who I'm had trying to, to think it of what the one, what,
0: was.
2: It like parallel trouble on parallel Earths or something.
1: No, that's um, that's Crisis on Infinite Earths, and that one is yeah. actually that was no, that's not this. No, that's no. wrong because that was done in four issues. <laughs> if I'm thinking correctly, <laughs> no, no, it's Clone Saga. It's definitely Clone Saga.
0: <laughs> Shall we? Sh- sh- should we wrap this up quickly before we? Okay. Get into well, the there's only yeah, one. Yeah. There's
2: only. There's only one final note. It's that Daniel Bryan looked great on his return. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, him and Sami Zayn now swapped haircuts. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like he 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 looked fantastic, and it's kind of crazy to consider that he's still going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he's pulling out all the stops, I guess, in this this final yeah. chapter of his career. And, Again, uh, I, I just want to see what they're going to do with him and where he goes with it, but I am excited. Indeed. Same. So with that, we are done with the news. Oh my goodness, thank goodness for that. Man, there is a lot of stuff that we were... A lot going ah, over nah. uh, existential crises news. I think we should call that now. Indeed, <laughs>
1: indeed, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Okay, so um, I've got two things for recommendation corner, but I know, Sam, you might have something. What do you got?
0: No, we're going to swing over to Reardon's recommendation corner this week.
1: Okay. <laughs> I have two things, because one thing that I don't know if I mentioned it, mm. but it, just in case I, I'm going to mention it again, and something I definitely haven't mentioned. First off... We at the Sweet Chinwag Podcast obviously love us some wrestling. But in general, we love us us some fight movies. In general. <laughs> yeah, Like, we love us some high-flying, kicky stuff. And so I would recommend to anyone who hasn't seen it already, if you've got Netflix, go and check out Cobra Kai. Hell yeah. Because I am like, Cobra Kai, for those of you who don't know, is basically a distant, distant um, sequel to the Karate Kid of all things. The Karate Kid franchise has come back. But no, seriously, it's really good. And (laughs) you're you're talking to someone who isn't a big fan of the Karate Kid movies, but you could follow along. Like, they, anything that needs to be explained, they do explain. It is so it is so good, really funny, and matches two things that I didn't think I needed, <laughs> which was kung, serious, really good kung fu action mixed with high school drama. And I can tell you this, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the season two finale in particular is a fucking banger. oh my god i love everything about it so go (laughs) check that out on the other side of the spectrum one thing that i am i am a fan of but i always forget that i'm a fan of until i watch stuff like it and then i think then i remember oh yeah this is precisely my jam is murder mysteries and (laughs) i highly Oh my god, I cannot recommend Knives Out enough.
0: Yeah, great. That is great. Oh, it's that great.
1: so good. I watched it literally yesterday. <laughs> I am now obsessed. I will be re-watching it in the near future. Go watch Knives Out and go watch Cobra Kai. Those are my recommendation corner for this week.
0: <laughs> Brill. And as ever, we are affiliated with Super Kicks uh, and with Gaijin Worldwide and Graps Apparel. Every little bit of information you need to know, including the codes for free shipping and 10% off, you can find on our socials. With that, it is time to get on to our main portion of the episode, and to great wrestlers you never knew, Volume 2. Les Kellett. Quite possibly a cult figure in British wrestling, and... Dan, will I say, probably the progenitor of comedy wrestling. So, before I get on to the main five questions that I always have for these, uh, for these uh, episodes, a brief history on the man, the myth, and the punch-drunk legend that is Les Kellett. Born in 1915 in Bradford, West Yorkshire, England, Les Kellett was, um, uh, worked in the Merchant Navy as an engineer... Uh, and then learnt wrestling in the 1930s when he was in the Navy, with a short little retirement in the 40s, of course, due to World War II. He wrestled around in the 50s and 60s, only reaching his prominence in the late 60s and early 70s, which he can be seen on ITV's sporting showcase show and rival to BBC's grandstand, World of Sport. Now, he wasn't always... A comic wrestler. A matter of fact, he was quite a rough and ready, uh, straight laced wrestler up until one match in the late 50s where his opponent was kind of wailing on him and kind of giving him potato after potato. And rather than just thinking to himself of just taking the punch one more time, he did the kind of the only thing you can do in a situation like that. He started to dodge the punches and it started generating laughter from the audience. And then realising the, realizing that that was having that sort of reaction, he kept doing it. And he kept dodging all of his opponent's moves. That is when the light bulb hit for Kellett and ended up becoming a, a comedic wrestler for the rest of his career up until he retired in 1984. Unfortunately, he did pass away on the 9th of January in 2002 in a retirement home in Ilkley in Yorkshire. He died peacefully in his sleep at the age of 86, leaving a widow, a son, and two grandchildren. And, of course, I think probably one of the greatest legacies in British wrestling history. So, with all that out of the way, the first question I have to ask you two, as I always say, is what did you know of Les Kellett beforehand? And I guess you can make this a double-barrel one, because what did you guys also know of World of Sport beforehand?
1: (laughs) I would, I, God, did I know of world of sport? You know, British television is so strange in that in, in that I feel like I I don't know what it is for our our American and our our American and like international listeners. I don't know what it's like for you guys, but I think in in the UK. The cult, the televisual cultural memory, is ridiculously strong. (laughs) So even though, like, you might have definitely, like, like just as a quick example, I've never seen a goddamn five seconds of the Wombles, but I know everything (laughs) there is to know about the Wombles.
2: Mate, I'm from fucking Wimbledon. How do you think I feel? (laughs) Like,
1: yeah, like, like I like. I've never seen the wombles on television, but I know but I could pick out a womble. <laughs> I know the song. I yeah. think
2: it's I think one very uniquely British part of it, and I don't I don't know if this might be the same internationally, but I think for a lot of it is that for the, for a long time there were only four channels. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think for a lot of the time it.
2: there was only three, so yeah.
1: Like I think honestly, like we might have been born when the more channels started to really pop up yeah
2: because well, by, by the time I was alive, like cable was slowly becoming a thing most people had in the house yeah
0: sometimes not legally but you know people still had cable Yeah, sometimes in their not house. legally but it was generally pretty standard that people had
2: had a cable box hmm. I, I can still remember before that. Yeah. but like but yeah. generally it was like for a long time people only had three channels to choose from bbc1 bbc2 and itv
1: yeah yeah so i never saw a single goddamn second of world of sport but i know world of sport is a thing
2: <laughs> yeah i'm kind of the same uh the thing for me is that i have two older brothers who are both much older than me mm. Mm. so i've always kind of grown up with this kind of cultural consciousness that they had yeah so for example when i was growing up my brothers used to because they had hey here you go here's a thing for our, our our younger listeners my brothers used to show me things from like before on vcr oh wow <laughs> yeah, yeah so so the, the two i can very vividly remember my uh, my older brother had the animated Transformers oh, series. Yeah, on VCR. And then my oldest brother um, was a massive fan of Thundercats. <laughs> if, if either of you two know it, Thundercats, yes. Oh, I know
1: Thundercats. I'm like yeah. very, very. Uh, like I know we could go on tangents about this, but very yeah. quickly, one of my um, my uncle Earl. Shout out to Uncle Earl. You're the best. Um, he had. A copy a vcr copy of ulysses 31
0: oh bloody hell that is that is a throwback
1: yeah i know that's that's a deep cut but (laughs) so congratulations you have a ulysses 31 fan on 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 the podcast
2: (laughs) yeah so like i grew up with this weird kind of 80s-esque cultural consciousness so for example my favorite thing while i was growing up was he-man even though he-man was not being released Mm. (laughs) when i was a kid (laughs) and like no one else knew what the fuck i was talking about yeah that is but i absolutely loved it yeah so i kind of have this weird like bar of reference of like my parents talking about like oh yeah well you either used to watch world of sport or you watched grandstand
0: Mm.
2: (laughs) and like that was kind
0: of the thing yeah, I I wanna like preface that I I was talking to my mom and dad um, earlier in the week and talking to them about the uh, world of sport and saying like how. Um... After the football was done and just before the football results were on, you would end up hearing Kent Walton's voice and suddenly you'd be watching wrestling for for like an hour yeah. and a half. And I remember my mom and dad specifically saying, he, I, rem, I don't remember what year it was, but it was the FA Cup final and one of the biggest wrestling matches that they had was Big Daddy versus Giant Haystacks. Now, yep. the match is readily, readily available on YouTube. These guys were two of the biggest names in British wrestling and all it was was 10 minutes of them doing belly flops to one another to knock themselves out of the ring
1: seriously yeah can i say that they are so big that when i when i talked about um about when i mentioned that we were going to be doing les les kellett to my dad not only did he go that's a name i haven't heard in a long time (laughs) yeah but he actually literally mentioned said that we should do we should do big daddy and giant haystack he literally said that 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 was
2: that was one of the things is that like even though my parents aren't like wrestling fans by their own admission or anything like that obviously Mm. they have a lot they've absorbed because of my brothers yeah but like even for them and even my grandparents can just like say like oh wrestling you mean like big daddy and giant haystacks (laughs) <laughs> like it is ing- like it is ingrained
0: to a certain generation's cultural consciousness mm. and I-, I implore anyone like internationally if you're ever so curious is to go and watch um, World of Sport because it's such an interesting look not only of our style of wrestling but what Britain was <clears> like <throat> at the time when you would see oh. grannies getting so aggressive that they would throw their handbags at the wrestlers what yeah. the-
2: so, as a, as a little kind of bar of reference thing, I did myself some little notes, right? <laughs> so, at the same time that we had Les Kellett and Big Daddy, Giant Haystacks, World of Sport Wrestling, right? Here's mm. some of the names that were kind of floating around the international scene. Uh, Antonio Inoki, Giant Baba, Jumbo Saruta, The Original Sheik, Terry and Dory Funk, Harley Race, Bruno San Martino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: So, this is what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> and dang it, we were producing legends. We had Mark Rollerball Rocco. We had the Dynamite Kid. We had a 15 year old Davy Boy Smith who looked lanky yep. as anything When World of uh, Sport. Chris Robbie Adams? Po- yep. Fit Finley, uh, Mick McManus, Jim Brakes, Billy Robinson, William Regal, just as World of Sport was ending, ended up wrestling a few matches as the Nature Boy Steve Regal, may I add. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it is... Like, I, when talking to my parents about it, it has become such a massively pop culture thing. And when... Because I'm pretty sure that the wrestling channel, in that sense, was, way, was a little bit before your guys' time as well, even though it was kind of like 2003, 2004 time. Because that's when they started re-showing World of Sport Wrestling on British television. And that's where I... <laughs> kind of started to get be more socially conscious about world of sport
2: yeah again like i said for me a lot of it kind of came from that weird recurrent <laughs> cultural consciousness that i kind of developed like so i kind of knew
0: about these things even though i've never really seen them mm. yeah oh and of course i completely forgot in those names the greatest gimmick of all time the karate gi wearing wrestler kung fu Oh. <laughs> For a moment, I thought you were about to say Kendo Nagasaki. Oh, Ken- I'm Kendo Nagasaki. Who could forget Kendo Who,
1: Nagasaki? Fun fact his real no name
0: ma- is Peter Thornley. No matter,
1: no matter how much I try to forget <laughs> Kendo Nagasaki, dear God, how that glides, <laughs> man.
2: So it's safe. So- Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 it's just the thing of like being a. His name Kendo Nagasaki, his real name is Peter Thornley. <laughs>
0: and an accomplished dancer i i, I yeah. as well
1: i did not know that
0: <laughs> oh man there are some fun facts i'm going to give you when we get to the matches anyhow so it's safe to assume that you guys on top of that didn't know much if anything about les Kellett before this not a
1: clue
2: i only just knew him as the guy who like he was just the guy who did the silly stuff <laughs>
0: <laughs> great way to begin, or great the great way to start out of watching these matches. So the second the second point of discussion is discussing each match I gave these guys, or of the three matches I gave these two, and giving them their ratings. So, match one I gave for you. Les Kellett versus Leon Aris, the man from Paris, even though he was from build from Barnsley. Um <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts, initial thoughts. Paris, and... Barnsley, basically the same place for Basically, my mate, my mate the same. agree with me. Um, thoughts and feelings of this match. Your favourite moments and your yeah, your fa- uh, thoughts and your favourite moments from this match. Um, oh. Dan, uh, for my, I mean, for
2: my favourite moments. I mean, we've got to talk about a rebound head, but <laughs> <laughs> hits that smooth as butter. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> Nigel McGinnis, eat your heart out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's incredible. I absolutely love it. <laughs> um Honestly, my one of my I my my favorite moment of this was the one where the ref kept counting one. <laughs> <laughs> Max Ward. just Aris, just Aris lying on the floor and constantly counting one and then going, you know, two comes after, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it it, sound, it sounds stupid, but in a weird way it kind of gave me um weird flashbacks to watching like New Japan and all Japan matches where it's just there's constant pinfalls and they all kick out at one. Yeah.
1: Mm.
2: <laughs> um, my fav- my favorite spot though was when the did the it was like a standing figure four. <laughs> yes. Can we bring that back? Yeah. That looks no, sick.
1: That, yeah, you know what? That standing figure, I'm like, that looks. That is the most boss ass thing I've <laughs> ever seen. And yeah,
2: like I everyone copying the one. Someone take this. This looks no, great. I'm oh, like also I... also um, Aris, he did like um a submission that was like a, a hangman neck breaker, but didn't mm. drop. Someone take that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> someone, someone needs to take that because that looked sick. <laughs>
0: I think one thing, and I'm pretty sure you guys probably clocked onto this uh, as well uh, through these matches, is just how how even though he is, you know, his bread and butter was, of course, the comedy styling. He was incredibly technically gifted in that. Yeah, moment. incredibly. Um. Reardon, yes. Uh, your thoughts and favourite spots of this match?
1: Okay, I got a few. I got a few thoughts. My my first thought is like watching it. It's like Jesus is the past another country or what?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a completely different feeling.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because when was... we get
2: to when we get to another one of the matches, I'll go more into that. Yeah. But... yeah.
1: But with this, I'm watching it and I'm, like, I'm seeing, like, ah, oh, it's hard to even explain. It's, it really is just, like, I got transported right back. Like, I got, like, dropped into the 1970s, <laughs> like, face first with all of it. Just, like, the manner of speaking, the announcer, the crowd...
0: The smoke filling the air. You could definitely see that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I could really feel the bingo bingo hall vibes <laughs> going on there. <laughs> that was it. It's also... It's very funny seeing British wrestling at its, like... At its single most Britishness. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Like, yes. Because it's, like... N- like, until we get to the third match no one even does a suplex. <laughs> yeah. That is because yeah, like I think
2: one of the one of the observations I had about this is that Kellett does a lot of things that in the American style would mm. probably be considered heel moves.
1: Mm. Yes. Actually, but very for, much so.
2: but for us as British people watching it, we're like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah He's that's... our favorite. Let's do <laughs> this.
1: <laughs> yeah, he yeah, it's like, yeah, that's another thing I kind of noted. Um, one thing that was very interesting, I think just due to probably just due to how it was um the broadcast was might was how much of it of the enjoyment was seeing the banter. Yeah, yeah. Which is not something that is actually, which I actually kind of like, I've always found a very much a missed opportunity in the WWE and, it, and it, in all like American wrestling broadcasts, mm. in that you don't actually hear the wrestlers speak that much, or it's like it's mixed down. So it's just the commentary. Yeah. Whereas you know that those wrestlers, when talking to each other, are doing character work, you just can't hear it. Whereas in, like, watching, watching Kellett, you, like, them actually speaking to each other and the referee is a big part of the gag.
0: Yeah. It's like yeah, watching, so...
1: it's watching, like, a very hard nut <laughs> Stooges routine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so what I was going to say was, one of the things that's, again, quite different about this is that the the referee is quite ever-presently involved.
0: Yes. Yeah. And like, the referee
2: Ward, is a yeah.
0: very essential part of the production. He is yeah. Max Ward, that referee in particular of that match, is a very well-known figure in like the pop culture of British wrestling because of not only his like he's he's you know, very stern attitude, but the way he would pronounce his words and numbers as well. Because everyone remembers one ah, two, ah. Yeah. I yeah. was
1: like, I was like, what is going on <laughs> there?
0: One. One. Um, one but I think he, uh, honestly like for me and I don't know if you guys uh, uh saw this as well is that Max Ward plays an incredibly great straight man to Les Tom tomfoolery <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> A fantastic straight man, especially oh, yeah, when. Uh... I said,
2: one of um, <laughs> one of my favorite bits was like when they're there and he's tight, he's in the hold, and then the referee comes
0: and asks him a question, then he lets go to go over and talk to him. <laughs> 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 one of my oh, favorite yeah. moments is when uh, Leon aris is, of course, doing his is is um. You know, smack talking Kellett when he's in the hole. Just pu- and then Kellett just punches him in the face, and he's and Harris yes. has bit his tongue. Max Ward goes to check on him, but rather than uh, staying on these corner, Les Kelly just pushes Max Ward's arm into Harris's face. Yeah,
1: it's just like. Also, can I just say, like, with um with Leon, how ridiculously quick that guy can move?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Holy shit! <laughs> Those like. I really wish that, like, I, I, I really wish, like, go and like look these guys up, um, listener, because these guys look like builders. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like... Yeah. They they look they look like they you know they look like they could be one of your grandparents.
1: No, they absolutely do. That's something like <laughs> kind of freaks me. Like, it's just something that I'll never get used to despite me knowing it's a thing, that British wrestlers wrestled so much older yes. than than Americans. So yeah. and, I'm glad you so... brought
0: that up, Reardon, because if people don't know, in that match alone, and when Kellett reached his popularity, in this match, Kellett was 58 years old.
1: He is one year younger than my father.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Kellett and... was... Like he was He'd been wrestling for decades But only reached his like His massive popularity When he was in his 50s It's crazy
1: And like And so seeing Leon like Doing the Like he just Like I'm watching this Like this old guy Wrestle And then him just doing a flip Right back on his back And I'm like Excuse me Alright And he does it like Three times
0: It's It's Okay so final rating for Les Kellett versus Leon Aris and we'll start with Riden and his rating.
1: I'll give it a 4 out of 5. A 4 out of 5. It is a damn solid. They those guys do very well. Leon was doing such great heel work. I I'm, yeah. I'm I love every single time he just called him Kelly boy. Every <laughs> yeah. single time just, just like, I just fucking love it so much.
0: Okay Dan your rating Uh, four stars as well Uh,
2: just absolutely fantastic and it felt it almost felt like an
0: extended version of like a Benny Hill sketch which I love yeah Yeah. for me it is a solid solid four out of five four and a half on on any other day for me as well if I'm if I'm feeling generous for that match no uh, no it's just a solid a a great start if you want to get to know more of, of Les Kelly and his work and, um, a great, I've honest, in all honesty, I think it's a great introduction to just the world of sports style of wrestling in general. Um, yeah, absolutely. Now, before we go on, I want to give you two a very fun fact before we move on to match two. Leon Aris, real name Brian Glover, would then de- would move on to become quite an accomplished character actor in film and television. His most notable roles are as the PE teacher in Kez. Uh, a bit part oh. in uh American Werewolf in London and his most famous role in Alien Free. Wait, what? Yeah, he was in Alien Free as the kind of like the head of that of that um of those prisoners. And then gets oh. gets eaten up in the vent and gets grabbed yeah. by the xenomorph up into the vent. That's
1: right, and in the vent, and then he gets one of the best kills in that movie. Yep. Oh, Yo! Shit. Okay, Yo! Then.
0: Yo! Right, Leon, pop off! Pop off, my dude. <laughs> so yeah, ended up going from being quite a great a great wrestler to ended up becoming one of the most kind of like beloved character actors in in this country. <laughs> I know it's crazy how this how, how so you know move over Dwayne Johnson. You haven't got the best death just yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I may have just uh, shocked Reared into silence from that now
1: That is unbelievable <laughs> like, I never made that connection at all Yeah It's crazy isn't it Absolutely yeah.
0: crazy you okay. not safe here alien boy <laughs> <laughs> Yes yep.
1: That's the one <laughs> oh. You're not going to get past me You know boy <laughs>
0: <laughs> Punches him in the face Anyway match two <laughs> It is Les Kellett Versus Bobby Barnes so initial thoughts and feelings and we'll start with Reardon on this
1: one can I say that the moment I saw sorry I can't believe I'm I'm blanking on um his uh uh, Kellett's opponent
0: uh
1: Bobby Barnes Bobby Bobby Barnes can I just say the moment I saw Barnes I was like, "He's built from London, ain't he? From London," I was like, <laughs> I, like "I knew, it. I knew, it. <laughs> I just knew it instantly." <laughs> There's no way this guy ain't from from Lewisham specifically, exactly. Dude, 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 South South East boy like myself, <laughs> so which meant that I I couldn't help but slightly root for him. <sighs>
0: <laughs> who knew that, like, like all of us people who are who are trying to emulate Gorgeous George came from Lewisham? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna
2: say it's an interesting choice.
0: Um, no, <laughs> and as well as I, I kind of want to preface this by saying you can definitely tell with a gimmick like that being a hill. It's such a product of its
1: time. Yeah, I think that is what kind of I, I. This is the of the three matches. This is the one I enjoyed the least. Mm. That is part of it. Because like, oh, it's kind of like it's like uh... like
2: because is you know it the form... George is it Ric Flair who knows they're the same person.
1: <laughs> no, it's not even it's not only that. Like, um, I admit maybe this might be a bit of like north south bias. I will admit that <laughs> because it's like I can because like I can really tell because my uh, back to my dad it's funny how my dad's popping up in this one my dad has always <laughs> talked about how whenever he went up north the um the actual fashion style was back in those days was a decade behind <gasps> straight full decade behind <laughs> and so you and so it's kind of like there's a real cultural clash which is interesting <laughs> but it kind of when with the gimmick it kind of gets into a a weird uncomfortable
2: okay but the, but the giant comb though
1: <laughs> but the giant comb is hype as hell <laughs> no denying no i'd say you what for for all
0: intents and purposes of how the bad the gimmick kind of is bobby Bonds did play that role to perfection and i think he, he did. did play the comedy foil to les kelly uh d- d- perfectly like there is i've second to none if you ask I, me this I
1: did, I, Honestly that's why it's the Lesson 1 for me I mm. disagree I don't think the chemistry was there I really? don't Nah I actually don't I felt it was a bit Like I felt it was A little awkward mm. and like I don't think either of them really Quite quite Knew how to play it Play along with each other. Mm. I don't know. I didn't strange... I didn't feel it.
0: It's strange when you realise as well, uh, another little fact from this, that uh, Kellett and Barnes had quite a number of matches together uh, during mm. the all-star kind of scene when they were touring. So they kind of worked, out of all three of these uh, guys, they were the ones that worked the most. Actually, to get so. fascinating.
1: Maybe, mm. like, no, no, maybe, maybe it's, it's just
0: this match for you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, that might be that might be the case, but I, I, it just mm. wasn't. It just didn't gel for me.
0: No, I, I can I can understand where you're coming from for sure on that one. Did you have any favourite spots before we
1: moved to Dan, though? Uh I think this was the one. Yes, the my favourite spot, which was like also a Jesus Christ spot, <laughs> was the um when Kellett gets thrown. Thrown into the crowd and hangs by his his boots (laughs) at the bottom with the bottom rope and like and the moment they were saying like back injuries I was kind of like I know that's not kayfabe because what the what the (laughs) hell man I was like I was like that is the most one of the most simple and yet most that's the funny thing about watching these guys play so stiff because it's like that is the most one of the most dangerous spots I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> no, like, agreed on that one. Uh, agreed. Look, on that that
1: one. stands out to me. What have you, what are you doing, man?
0: <laughs> uh, and with that, we move on to Dan and his thoughts and favorite spots. <laughs> yeah.
2: So the thing with this match is the thing I was going to mention earlier, which is that this basically shows the more cabaret style that British wrestling often went into
0: hit the nail right on the
2: head I could not agree more like I I think a thing that a lot of people kind of need to recognize is that a lot of the time wrestling was seen as cabaret entertainment
1: very much so like less so
2: than an actual sporting contest per se yeah very much (laughs)
1: like for context like for context the first um the first wrestling match I ever watched like actually live was in pontins as a kid.
0: Yeah. The holiday park scene is yeah. quite historic in this country. And let me yep.
1: and let me just say, that's no knock on it because that tag team match was hype as <laughs> hell. Oh my God, it was so good. <laughs>
2: you know, it's a, it's a thing that we said that a lot of the time when you're watching these matches, if you look at the crowd, it's mostly like grannies yeah. <laughs> in the front row. Very much And so. for a lot of people, it's a very weird thing to consider, but like that is kind of how wrestling was taken. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can give you even further contextual history is that when they tried to revive it after the Second World War, people were like, "What's well, fake? Why would anyone want to watch it?" Yeah. So mm. it was always kind of an uphill battle to even get it started again. Exactly. But yeah, this this kind of just leans into that more cabaret aspect. <laughs> it it's fully embracing how silly it is. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in terms of my favourite spots and moments, uh, I really liked the backbreaker hold kind of variation that they oh, did. Oh yeah,
1: mm. that was really cool.
2: It's kind of weird to explain, but it was almost like they'd done a backbreaker, but then was holding it on afterwards. That was quite cool. <laughs> um, Kellett doing the test of strength and then turning it into the tango. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is quite, a, which is, I mean, quite a fixture, but it was quite fun because he did like twice in this, <laughs> um, and then also just because of how st- stupidly silly it is. But the uh, the boxing stance he stamps on his toes, <laughs> yes, that has wild term big Mister Bean energy.
1: It really does. I think that but...
0: when his second picks him up after the first fall and he's got all limp and he just yeah. jogs him across the top rope. <laughs>
2: It's just, it's just so much. F- like you, it, it, just feels like they were having so much fun doing it.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh. Um. So yes. Uh. Ratings for this one. I'll start again. We'll start with Rin for his rating of this match. Uh
1: To be honest, yeah, it was like two and a half for me. I yeah. really don't. It really did not gel for me in a conducive way. I don't know what it was. Maybe I don't know what it was, but I don't know. But that comb is hype. I <laughs> yeah, want the to comb. Be on record. <laughs> I want to be on record that that comb, Mwah! love it to pieces. <laughs>
2: I just love how ridiculously
0: oversized it is. So <laughs> yes. <cool. laughs> uh, Dan, your rating for this match, sir? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go,
2: I'm gonna go three stars. Mm. Mm. You know it. It was good, had some fun moments, had some other stuff that I wasn't as much a big fan of, but, like, perfectly perfectly good match. I'm sure they've got other ones I'd probably watch and
0: enjoy more. Yeah, uh, no, agreed. I'm I'm going to give this one, as well, uh, a three. Um They both, as I said, they both work tremendously well together, I think, as a comedy foil, Bobby, uh, as I said, was second to none, um, as, all, as was all of these guys, if I'm honest. Um, a fun fact about Kellett is that he handpicked... And selected his opponents for the matches he would have on TV. Mostly as a way because he wanted to pick people that he knew. Not only that he had a lot of respect for his in-ring competitors. But he also kind of knew that they could make fools of themselves when he was in the ring with them. Um... Yeah, and I think I think that's t- definitely a big part, mm. Mm. Uh, definitely a big part of this. Uh, this one in particular as well. So no, three stars agreed, and um, some some really silly spots as well, especially the run around the ring after the round ended, and he had butts, bards in the uh, right in the in, in the stomach <laughs> as well. Okay, final match, match three: Les Kellett versus Johnny Cheslaw. Um, initial thoughts and feelings, favorite spots, Dan. <laughs> I just say, I love this match.
1: Yes! (laughs) Yes. I
2: absolutely fucking love this. (laughs) Top
1: to bottom, top to bottom. Continue down, but I have to say it, man.
2: No, no, this was honestly, so it was like the perfect balance between, like, this is going to sound like a weird combination. It it was like the perfect balance between DDT Pro and ROH Pure. (laughs) yeah <laughs> yes no. it was completely stupid but there was also really good technical wrestling <laughs> and that was the thing that was so great because i was like i was like yo that was actually a really good sequence and the next thing i know Shezlaw is like coming is like getting out of a hold and then doing like a full-on front flip bump <laughs> Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, um, um, if the... i have
2: to talk about uh fa- if i talk about favorite spots uh so it's good absolutely got to be first of all getting themselves stuck together in the leg lock yes <laughs> because that's just perfect <laughs> um Absolutely has to be uh Cheslaw basically hitting a suicide dive after being tricked out of the ring by oh Kellett. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um And then uh the I'm trying to think of a way to describe it, but uh like the like the 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 leg stump puller where Kellett just stands on his chest and lets himself fall over, (laughs) because like that just looked like so much fun (laughs) to do, (laughs) as stupid as it sounds. (laughs)
0: Oh no, no, agreed on that one. Agreed on that one for sure. Um, Reardon, your thoughts and feelings and favourite moments.
1: My favourite moment. Is the is the is the both of them getting tied with a with the leg lock <laughs> yeah. where I was I just could not stop laughing. <laughs> it was the most funniest idea I'd ever heard in my life. Can no, I she-
2: the, funny, the funny thing is, right, I've seen that spot be used recently because they used it in Rh pure. Did mm. they? I
1: hadn't the first it, time they did
2: it in the match with um <clears throat> uh PJ Black. But like here, it was completely different, though.
1: <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen that spot, and I adored it. Can I? I almost, I almost wanted, watch after watching that match to just to literally message you guys. We're scrapping. Les Kelly, and we're going to find out everything we can about Johnny Seslaw. <laughs> because, oh, oh, my God, I loved everything about him so much. Yeah, it he was amazing. Just, just a, I think the funniest, oh, there's two there two things stick out to me about the, this match. One was the, the weird-ass politeness war. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Continuously <Yeah. laughs> running through it which honestly, I wish I thought I would see like because when I think about it, I'm like, why haven't I seen more of this in like in like face versus face matches? Mm. <laughs> like they respect each other so much that it wraps around back to them um, like basically fighting over who's going to be the most polite about all of this.
2: <laughs> I have to say, one of my favorite things about this match and it was a continuous thing is that, when Kellett put Cheslaw into submissions, now I may be wrong on this, but I believe that when he was in the submissions, Cheslaw was talking, was speaking Polish.
0: Yes, or or, or a Britain's a British person's uh, interpretation. Yeah, a British
2: person's <laughs> interpretation
0: yeah. of what Polish sounds like. Kelly
2: yeah. so Kellett would just be going, just hitting him on the chest, going, "Don't care." <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> No, I think it's like My favourite one was just like He said something What apparently is po- and, and a guy said, And like Just literally Touched the ref like What? <laughs> <laughs> what is <laughs> Oh my god Everything about No, one great thing Is um Is like Him like putting him In a horrible Like I think it was a headlock A head triangle choke thing Yes And him just going Ah You swine He's like <laughs> ref <laughs> yes. he called give him a warning he called me a swine and then he's like no no i'm i'm sorry i i lost my temper I, 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 and he says it so sincerely <laughs> and does the continuously like lock both of them get out of the lock and then they just kind of shake hands like yeah that's good that's good and then he's like then he just bows he's like oh yeah yeah Yeah, bow. <laughs>
2: I yeah no, just... um it, it was the one where uh Charles had like the kind of I it's a, kind of like a modified Romero. Yeah, where he had his like legs tied up by his back and was standing on one of them and had his like was like had his foot on the other one and then eventually he gets off and then Kelly's just like all right that was a good one. No, yes. You <laughs> got
0: me there. <laughs> just <laughs> Oh, I yeah, just everything about this is just like pure comedy wrestling. Perfection, if you ask and me. And yeah, I think yeah. I
2: think the thing about this as well, though, is it gave each of them a, a point to show actually just how actually physically strong they are. Yeah. Yes.
1: That's the best. Yeah. And then they was like, okay, but but seriously, and then they just start lifting each other like <laughs> yeah. they're made it's of like, nothing.
2: Um, like Sheslaw's just there, and then just jumps up and puts him in the body scissors. Yep. <laughs> and you're just like, excuse me, what? Yes. Yeah how did that man just hit that
0: <laughs> i think we can't i can't go on to my final ratings uh for this one without talking about the fact that not only these two were were perfect together in the ring but the referee was Yo, absolutely oh stellar God. in this match as well beautiful this. beautiful ref work <laughs> Um,
1: just, that's
0: good ref, not right. only joining in but taking that one bump when Kellett hit him and then Kellett disappears under the anchor. Yeah, because oh, oh, yeah! no,
1: the one because the one
2: I was going to say with, for the ref was at the start
1: yes yeah. he takes where, a bump where, the where
2: they
0: have to check the boots and then Kellett kicks him over oh it's just Oh, again, Chef's Sorry. kiss. To be Mwah. fair
2: as well, on on that same on that same point, I feel like we have to talk about the the swinging kick. Yes. And where right he's lining his foot <laughs> up like a golf club.
0: <laughs> One of Kellett's signature moves, although in this occasion Kellett did not pull it off and proceeds to spin around that sweet tornado <laughs> spin. Oh man. Alright then. Final uh rating for this match, uh Reardon.
1: That's five out of five. Hell, (laughs) hell, six out of five for just for Seslaw.
0: Whoa, whoa, read the Meltzer, calm down. I
1: (laughs) loved it so much.
2: Are you sure you're allowed to give it more than five stars? It didn't happen in the
0: Tokyo Dome. There would
1: be you know, Tokyo, that's a
0: fair point, actually, The Tokyo Sports
2: Leisure Centre. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say, I think it was this match when they announced it. It may have been the Bobby... No, it's the Bobby Bonds one where they announced it. And like, coming to you live from Worksop, And I was like, well... <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You know what? You know what? Uh, you know what? You know what? You're right. Rules of rules. It's not in the Tokyo Dome. So five out of five. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, okay, then, you Your rating for this match. Oh, it's got to be a five. Yeah. This is
2: just the perfect summary of. I mean, it's got. I think it's the perfect summary of like, this British aspect of wrestling. Yes, <laughs> it does everything it sets out to achieve. Every single sequence is like a is like set is like a setup and a punchline. Mm-hmm.
0: It all just works so well so so darn well yeah for me this is this is a five out of five stellar comedy wrestling match and if or, if all honesty for people who are wrestling trainees or are looking to get into wrestling and want to have a more of a sillier side to them this is this is required viewing without question uh required viewing. yeah uh, any
2: for... any you know like uh as uh the lovely ricky Dodgson, as i was talking to on Twitter said any
0: student of the game needs to watch Kellett. yes mm. yes not only just for his uh, his his com- comedic skill um but just the fact of his his smooth transitions into holds into other holds yeah it,
2: it's one, one of the things that i i got from this is i was like there's loads of moves that they're doing i'd love to see people adopt now yeah like you know, and yeah different ways about thinking about pins and stuff that i'd love to see other people really start using now you know like i don't think i've ever watched an an american match and seen someone do the pin where they're literally holding down the other person's arm yeah but i think i think that's such a good thing to embrace because it has a very clear purpose exactly exactly Um, you know when they're when they're going for pins off the test of strength, or when they're going for pins, you know, off a submission.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think, you yeah. know, when I think about it, I guess the only person you could say that's probably doing things like that <clears throat> right now, I guess the only two you could say that are doing that right now is Zach Zach Sabre Jr. and Jonathan Gresham. Who mm. uh, yeah, are really trying they're... to adopt that style.
2: Yeah, I definitely think they're the, the two who are trying to bring something like that. And mm. I, I, I'm I mean I'm I'm plenty happy to see it. And as I said, if someone wants to come along and take the hangman next breaker submission then by
0: all means do it, otherwise I'll take it
2: because that people need to see that.
0: Yes, uh, we we just if if any wrestler listening right now does take that, we expect one pound in royalty payments yeah. uh, <laughs> for
1: that. Yeah, okay. give, me, give me that thirty three point three 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 receding pence. Let's go.
0: <laughs> we'll let you
2: upgrade it to two pounds if you call it the chin wag. <laughs> Oh yes,
1: yeah. Actually, this this is the big brain on. This is the big brain on Dan, right there. We've just
0: doubled our money, boys. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) boy. Okay, so the the last two questions I have for this are, I'm I'm probably guessing the answer to this because it's. I think it's pretty obvious now. But uh, would you have liked uh, wrestler said matches if you saw them at the time they were shown? So pitch yourself back into the 1970s. Uh, and, and would you have liked them as they were broadcast?
1: Ah, uh, yes. After after getting after getting um having to build a sound system for my grandfather, yes, I would have. <laughs> is that in
2: a house or is that going onto the back of a truck?
1: Yes. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, no. I I definitely would have. I definitely would have loved both of. Both, all like this guy and all of his work. This, <laughs> this, this pub, this walking pub of a man.
0: <laughs> Funnily enough, owned a cafe just outside of Bradford Station, so you're not Aye! too far from the truth. <laughs> <room. laughs> I think that might be my new descriptor for some people now: the walking pub of a man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're welcome.
0: <laughs> yeah i'm taking that yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm guessing you're in agreement with ridden there dan yeah i'm absolutely
2: in agreement i mean i i love you know lots of the old like comedy shows i've been showing from that time mm. you know lots of the stuff like morcom and wise
0: yeah. two ronnie's stuff like that mm. i i i'm fully in love with all of it yeah like no, I, I am in agreement with you, with both of you there. Um, and again, I'm I'm in the same sense of people. I, I love the
2: addition of comedy in wrestling. Yes, yes. Oh, There's yeah. a,
0: there is a perfectly... You can, well, Actually, no, I think you can tell there is a very good reason now as to why uh, Colt Cabana and Orange Cassidy cite this guy as an inspiration yeah, for absolutely. their work. You can just... I mean, you can very
2: ever-presently tell in the work that they do yeah. how it is so linked to it. And I obviously with a lot of the additional stuff you see how much colt cabana has spoken about him yes and i think it's quite amazing that his influence even got
0: to the u.s indeed indeed um colt cabana if you're listening thank you for, for this and thank you for letting uh, for for giving me a much wider perspective on les kellett as well uh thank you very much for that uh last question then will you be going out of your way to watch more of les kellett after
1: this i mean hmm, that's a good question i imagine now that i know who les keller is the 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 tele the bbc television hive mind will just instantly (laughs) (laughs) upload all of his matches (laughs) into my brain i imagine I imagine I will, I don't think I will go out to seek him out, but I'm glad that I know he existed. And it Mm. gives me a little note to talk to, talk to my dad about, which is really cool. And you know, and you know what, it, for something about these matches actually really brought me back to like, brought me back to when I was a kid and watching, watching the, the holiday scene. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed that warm fuzzy feeling that I didn't even realise I had. So thank you for for, for bringing this guy Alright,
2: so are we doing like Chinwag Goes to Holiday Camp then?
0: Oh well, yeah, I mean Chinwag Goes to Butlins? Yeah! I have
1: not been <laughs> to Other holiday Butlins. camp
0: providers are available. Yes, yes, yes.
1: I have not been to Butlins in
2: like... I haven't been to one since I was like five so
1: um that is yeah been, it's like 15 eight? 16 yeah. years
0: yeah it's been a, it's been
1: an awful it's been, long time it's been a, it'd be like i i would feel like i would feel like a hobbit coming back to the shire <laughs>
2: i'm just picturing i'm just picturing all this stuff though right because like obviously for for those listening we've, we spoke about it on the podcast before about how much we want to just be going back and going to shows again Oh, and, yeah. and like we start hitting up the british independence scene, and then we're just like next next stop pontins
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah yeah <Yes. laughs> we're just gonna're we're, we're actually finally going to evolve into those guys at the bar watching wrestlings that are pontins
0: yeah oh, and, and like one step up from that I'm, I'm pretty damn sure we're gonna be at a pier either in margate or brighton watching a wrestling show,
1: oh, <laughs> the show. yeah <laughs> wow
0: oh man uh oh yeah uh dad will you be going out of your way to see more of Les us uh i
2: think i will be i think i'll be doing a lot of going back and watching a lot of the matches from that time anyway yeah and just kind of refreshing myself on a lot of it, because obviously there's a lot of stuff that I kind of know, but I've never really seen. And I think it's kind of odd for me to have these very, like, ever-present places about people like Big Daddy, Giant Haystacks, but never actually seen them. Yeah. Mm. I mean, in the same vein, I haven't watched, like, I've, from, like, the people I listed as, like, the really big ones in the 70s across the world, I've only actually probably seen, like, matches from, like, four or five of them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, I feel like it's probably, it feels like part of what I should be doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if, if that's one takeaway and one thing I could say to someone who has now become really interested uh, now to watch more World of Sport, I highly recommend it. There are some amazing deep cuts you can find of wrestling matches and some wrestlers that you do love and know. Um, at world of sport we have the original tiger mask satoru Siyama, yeah. who was there unfortunately he was billed as sammy lee um, and dressed like bruce lee but you know uh, the less said about that the better we also have a very young owen hart making his uh making yep. his excursion over there by the way watch that match it's amazing because you listen to the crowd and kent walton losing their minds over Owen doing backflips and somersaults off the ropes which they had never seen before Yeah, <laughs> and of course watching a very young Fit Finlay and William Regal kicking and punching lumps out of each other, it's, 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 it's a delight and a sight to see <laughs> so yeah, that concludes Great Wrestlers You've Never Knew Volume 2 Thoughts and Feelings uh, as we sign off, gentlemen <laughs> I just I just feel happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I still have like an internal sense of
2: like, oh that was like really fun. I really enjoyed going back and and watching all of it and just like remembering these things, like, oh that was that that was really good.
1: I have a very strange feeling watching it. It's just such an alien time <laughs> for me. Yeah, it's about.
2: it's a very different thing to go and watch.
1: Yeah. Like like bang in, like the seventies are fifty years ago now. Bang yeah. in. <laughs> so it's like there's a serious like like oh, the frames like, yeah, like, of references I had, are seriously going like,
2: <laughs> i had i had a personal moment where when i was watching it and i was like watching the moves that they were doing and i was like oh look it's a european uppercut and there's like a forearm uppercut smash and i was like that doesn't seem right to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i realized i was like oh wait they probably wouldn't have been calling it by that point <laughs> mm exactly it probably would have been at that time like when it was starting to get adopted by it probably would have been adopted by the time regal went to wcw and that's when they yeah. probably would have started calling it the european uppercut
2: yeah that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have had a reason to call it european because yes. it was in the uk <laughs>
0: it's just an uppercut oh man so uh let us uh let us announce What we are going to be doing for the next episode, Dan, would you like uh, would you like to do the honours as to telling our telling our lovely listeners what we're going to be talking about on the next episode? Uh,
2: Next week's episode is about. Our favorite November pay-per-view Survivor
0: series. Hey! Like we totally this didn't is forget the... what we were... <laughs> what was coming up next.
1: This is the this is the episode where I fully turn heel because I don't care about Survivor series. No, no one yeah. does this yeah. <laughs> 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 oh that is All that's left for me
0: to say then in that regard is we don't care. No. Um, I have been (laughs) Sam. This has been Dan and Reardon, And you've been listening to the Sweet Chinwrap podcast. We will see you as ever on the next one. And as a nice little reminder to set before we say bye, just go watch World of Sport.
1: Bye. (laughs) Later. Bring me sunshine.